0: You're listening to the Perth Property Show. Australia's only weekly property podcast by West Australian experts for West Australian listeners. Catch your latest episode every Monday at 7am.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Perth Property Show. My name Trent Fleskins, your host. As always, this week for the first time in a few months, we are talking with my good friend Sam Carello from Napoleon Fiance about all things mortgages, interest rates, cash rates, all those things that we're hearing a lot about in the news right now, because they're very topical to the theme of this year in Perth's property market, affordability. Sammy, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me, Trent. Mate, it's been turbulent times in the last few months since you were in. The cash rate has risen to a point that I don't think anyone in the country would have forecasted was a reasonable, realistic cash rate that we could expect our economy to be working with. And a lot of things have started to change and permutate uh, around that reality when it comes to affordability, cashbacks, buffer rates, all those things. So I thought it'd be a good chance to get you in today, mate, to give us an update on how the landscape is looking for us in Western Australia when it comes to refinancing and trying to buy our first home.
0: Yeah, it's had some lecks. It's definitely kept going. I think we're at 4.1 on the cash rate. If you wind it back even just a couple of months, I think that was the top cash rate they were saying. You know, I think ANZ were were forecasting 4.1. CBA were 3.85 as terminal. As an example, Macquarie even came out and said, oh, I think we're done at 3.6. Obviously, inflation has kept on creeping, but I think last month inflation did come back. So it looks like these, I think we've had 12 rate rises in the space of about 15 months. So it's starting to maybe filter through to the economy and the average Australian. We're definitely seeing it with conversations as well. We've we've had a lot of clients reach out who are worried coming off the fixed rate. They're going, well, I was on 2% and now I'm looking at 6%. These repayments, what can I do about them? But we're sort of saying, hopefully, if you can hang in there for the next 12 months... The RBA are saying that they do expect rates to come down sort of mid next year
1: to start coming back the other way that's something you said to me offline before is they've still got a target cash rate in the twos don't they their narrative hasn't changed so their target cash rate is still two to
0: two and a half percent in terms of having a healthy economy right uh, in terms of inflation so that's what they're targeting currently we're at 4.1 they're saying there may be one to two more rate rises before hopefully sort of mid-year now it was previously at the start of next year but now they're saying mid-year year, you might see rates starting to come down and filter through throughout the next two years to get back to that cash rate.
1: I guess the biggest point of difference there, the thing that's starting to uh, come to the fore is that a lot of those fixed rates that mortgage brokers have been signing their clients up for over the last three, four years are starting... To now expire. They're maturing, which means that people are coming off the 2.1% and next month they find their rate sitting at 5.8, 6%, 6.5% if it's an investor loan. Are you seeing a lot of that activity now where people are calling you or you're calling your clients in preparation for that changeover and starting to discuss their budget and what their options are? Is it happening now? Has it happened was it happening four months ago, or is a lot of your book still four months from now? No, nah, there is a lot coming off now, starting to come off
0: now. So I think there's something like 880,000 Australians coming 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 off fixed rates this year. And the majority of them, the last of the good fixed rates were about two years ago. Mm. So everyone signed up for a two-year fixed rate at the time or or previously, RBA had come out and said they weren't expecting rates to increase before 2024. So a lot of people used that and said, well, if I can lock in for two years now, I come out mid-2023. Hopefully, there's still some good rates Again fix at again. that time. Yeah. And then yeah, I go again, fix for another two years, and then, you know, that's manageable. Back then, you know, a four or five year fix rate wasn't as common. It's a lot harder.
1: But you look back on it now, I remember the rate, you know, you could get a maybe a two percent two year rate, and the three year rate was maybe two point two or two point three percent, and the four year was two point six percent, and you're sitting there going. Geez, I wouldn't bother with the four year, or you know, or the five year was maybe three percent. You think that's that's expensive money. You look back on it now and you go, geez, I wish I booked the five year rate. Yeah, exactly. And there's talk, like there's people talking about negative interest rates, you know, two mm. two and a
0: half years ago, because I was really worried about the economy. It's like we say, you know, planning in two year periods is a lot easier than planning in, say, five year periods. You know, say you're a young couple and you're planning to have children. A five-year plan's very tough. For anyone, a five-year plan's very tough. Mm.
1: A two-year plan's tough. You know, next week for me sometimes seems pretty tough. I think about five years ago there's no way way that I knew where I would be today in terms of where my life is, what my priorities were. We like to plan for it. But one thing I think is a rule in life is life never turns out exactly how you plan it. So when it comes to money, it's hard to want to lock that responsibility and obligation down on a five-year rate. But in hindsight, it looks like a four or a five year rate. Those people that did take that that risk, that gamble, that bet, have actually uh, looks like they've paid off for them. And those people who were more risk averse in their way of going to two or three year rates, so they're the ones that are now. Uh, paying that mortgage that is up to three times more than it was two and a bit years ago. What's important is you only can use the information you have at
0: hand at the time, right? Based on what was available two years ago, the the two-year A potentially for most people was the correct play. To get a couple of years of 2% rates, you know, that's probably never going to be seen again. Mm. You take it as a positive. It's about now going, all right, let's take stock. Yes, rates are a 6% let's see what we can do to make sure we can still
1: afford this mortgage and and get by. Well, that's the question, how many of your clients can actually afford a refinance? And what I mean by that is the young couple, they're 35 years old with a kid and a dog, you've been able to get them a mortgage for their $1.8 million property in Wembley on a 2% interest rate. So the assessment rate was 5.5% at the time, something like that. These days, the assessment rate might be sitting at 9%, 8.5%. And I'm expecting that unless they've gotten a serious increase in their salary, a lot of the people that you've got a loan for two, three years ago might not even be able to refinance now because the serviceability calculator says they can't afford the loan they've got now. that's probably that term of uh,
0: mortgage prisoner that gets thrown around by the media a fair bit. So we are seeing a bit of that. We have had some positive news come out in the probably last month to two months where there has been a couple lenders who... Rather than having the normal 3% buffer, they've managed to secure a 1% buffer rate. Looking at it, what they're saying is, well, the damage is done. We've lent the people this money. If we can get them from a rate of, say, 7% to 6%, that might be enough to help these people through the next 12 months to hold on to this property. So, yeah, there's a couple of lenders out there who it's quite strict criteria. So, what they're doing is there can be no policy exceptions in terms of your application. So, it has to be squeaky clean, typically an 80% lend. Uh, Repayments on the new loan that you're going to take have to be less than what they would be currently. Uh, Yeah, 12 months of clean repayments, uh, strong servicing. And and what they'll do, if you
1: don't service at the higher buffer rate... So, let's say that the current interest rate's 5.5% they've added 3% for their normal buffer at 8.5%. they are actually saying they'll do a 5.5% plus a 1%, so 6.5%. Is that right? That's correct, yep. And then what they do, they put it through as a policy exception with APRA because
0: APRA are taking a close look at the buffer rate as we speak. They need to make sure that they maintain the credibility of the Australian banking system and lending system. But some of the bigger banks are able to go, well, hang on, this client's squeaky clean, 12 months great conduct, Everything ticks the boxes, except at a buffer rate of 3%, they can't get the money, but at a buffer rate of 1%, they can
1: in terms of our stress tests, and they're signing that off. They're essentially working the system there that the one exception that they're allowing through is the buffer rate, and everything else is squeaky clean. As long as everything else in your application is squeaky clean, you're saying that CBA and Westpac right now, on this day, they're actually rolling with that policy of a 1% buffer rate. Yeah, and So a- that could be an option for people who were stuck in mortgage prison. Correct, yeah. There
0: is a couple of other lenders who are going to come on, I've been told. So that's a positive way. But like we, we say to our clients, first and foremost is let's go back to your existing bank and see if we can get
1: some good retention pricing. You'd do that anyway, wouldn't you? Correct. That's the yeah. first thing you do as a broker is before going and changing banks, going through all the stress and cost of changing banks. Definitely. Best rate in the market at the moment is about 5.84. There you go. They might be paying 6.5 or
0: 6.6 and you might be able to get them down to, to 6. So I, I had a, a friend that we've done one for Yeah, you know, at time of application, two incomes. Now, they're on one income with small child. They can't go anywhere, serviceability-wise, but now managed to drop their rate from, I think they rolled off onto a 6.7 and they've brought it down to a 6.04.
1: And that's that's a few hundred bucks a month. On level of debt, definitely. As a thing though, banks, insurance companies, all these guys, they're expecting, they're hoping that you come off this fixed rate, you don't ask the question because that's where they're making the cream. It's incumbent upon you as a mortgage holder to go to go back to your broker or your bank, but I would suggest your broker who should be playing the banks against each other to at least have that conversation to say, look, fellas, 6.7 is ridiculous. You can do it for six. I know you can. Yep. They're hoping you don't. Just like the insurance company, they renew the policy every year. My car insurance, Sam, just went up 50% overnight last week. Yeah. It was with RAC. I guess did one quote request online with Budget Direct. The price was lower than the year before with RAC. Yeah. Unbelievable, right? Yeah, yeah. The banks do the same thing. Yeah. And that's the thing, if you
0: if you don't ask, you don't get. It's interesting. Like I said, some clients, they will drop it straight down to new to bank rate. So Bankwest is a great example of that. Bankwest, if you put a price pricing request in and you're at that 80% lend, they will give you the new to bank rate probably 99 out of 100
1: times. And that's what we want from our banks. Correct, yep. That's uh, good faith. That's good conduct.
0: Correct, yep. And this buffer rate reduction in the assessment is only for refinances. If you're a purchase, you're still going to be assessed at eight and a half nine percent that's not going to change if you, you want to take a new line. It's a common sense approach, which I'm really happy seeing. I know there's been a lot of lobbying from the MFWA and FBAA around trying to get that buffer rate reduced for refinances. And yeah, I think it's a fantastic initiative and, and hopefully it helps more Australians stay in their homes, get through the next 12 months, and then we can have a look at it.
1: Well, we'll be speaking to the chair of the MFAA, Kerry Berman, next week to talk about all these things and the advocacy the MFWA has been having around the finance space. It's a really cool segue you've got there. Let's talk cashbacks. It's been an interesting anomaly over the last, I'd say, three years. It's not something that we're used to, as brokers, partake in or be able to offer or it was never really a part of the assessment of sending a client one way or the other. Cashbacks was never a thing. And then it started to creep in, didn't it? $1,000, 1500 2000 became the norm with, with Bankwest, you all these banks. And then suddenly, all the big banks are getting on and St. George is giving away five grand. What's it's going got, on?
0: A lot of the banks have all pulled out. Pretty much, I think there's only a handful left. Out of the majors, there's, there's no one except for ANZ. So, ANZ is still doing 4000 there's a couple of things to take into account. So as we see, we cash back. I was speaking to my St. George medium. She had a broker who had 11 applications to submit to St. George in the last two days before they cut off their 4,000 cash back. Around cashbacks it's a nice sugar hit at the start, but we always question, are we actually putting the client in the best possible position, right? So if you're going, well, I'm going to go there for $4,000, but you don't take a, a whole look at, at the client's situation and what they're looking to achieve and what they're looking to do. It's not necessarily in always in the best interest and, th- and that's why I'm happy cashbacks are, are sort of gone. You know, I, I think 1000 thousand, two thousand $2,000 to cover your switch costs, fantastic. That example of a broker having 11 going to St. George because they had the four or five grand, you would potentially argue all 11, which they may be depending which clients he deals with, but all 11 clients is their best solution St. George. Most likely not. Yeah, Put it this way, he's probably never put 11 clients to St. George before. You almost go, well, they're just chasing cash back, right? And is that getting the outcome that you want for your client, you know? I think if you're having good conversations around it and you're going, cool, let's do the numbers. So yes, you get four grand up front here, but this structure at say a Macquarie or somewhere is better. Just having those conversations and, and not, Getting the bright lights of a cashback. So I'm happy they're gone personally. I think you're going to get better client outcomes. And there's stories of people who had three or four, like they would just jump. I think there was Reddit. Threads yeah, screwing and stuff brokers like that. over, going yeah. from one clawback to the next. Clawback's an issue. Yeah. And again, that's a conversation that the broker needs to have with the client and say, well, if you're just going to chase four grand and then you're going to move every three months. Maybe you're not a client for me. Mm. Depends how each broker runs their business. But we want to work with someone who wants to work with us long term. Like you said, a mortgage isn't three months. It's not one year unless you win the lotto. It's typically 20 or 30 years. So, it's about having that relationship and making sure that you're in the most suitable loan rather than for four grand switch over and then switch over again.
1: Well, it's one month's mortgage. So, it's probably not even. Let's talk first home buyer guarantee schemes. We've had some updates, I guess, to the eligibility of that over the last few months. Do you think that's going to have a big effect on West Australians? Is it affecting any of your clients? Do many people use this scheme? Are many people aware of it? So there's 35,000 new spots for the first home guarantee
0: scheme released on the 1st of July. We have plenty of clients, plenty of first home buyers who use it. It's a fantastic, in my opinion, a fantastic scheme for first home buyers trying to get in. It's like a key start without the shit rate, isn't it? Correct, yeah. So, we've had a couple really good outcomes. So, essentially, you can purchase for up to 600000 You come up with your 5% plus your fees. So, your fees is your stamp duty if you, you don't get a stamp duty rebate, depending on where you buy. Now, we had one, and the great thing is they assess you as an 80% lend. So, you're getting the best rates in the market that you can. Credit policy is usually a little bit broader. We have a new lender in Westpac coming on as well. So, you've got Westpac, CBA, NAB, Suncorp are on there, Teachers Mutual Bank, and then a heap of smaller ones. That's
1: enough banks, isn't it, to have a look at? No mortgage insurance. It's That's I mean, the kicker. Yeah, a better key start. Up. Because there are other banks that, I mean, look, most of those big banks will give you a 95% loan. It's just you'd be hit with the LMI, and a lot of the time, a much higher interest rate.
0: Correct, yeah, because they obviously do their pricing based on the LVR. So you, you get assessed as if your loan-to-value ratio, LVR, is, is 80%, so you're going to get the best rate. Credit policy is really good. There's 35,000 spots Australia-wide. It's been extended as well So not only citizens, but now permanent residents.
1: So that's driven quite a bit of demand already in our first week. Well, it guess shows. you think about the profile of people who don't have a 20% deposit, it's more likely those people who are just getting their feet on the ground financially. A big percentage of those are people who have not born here. Without your PR, it's very difficult to get a mortgage unless you're willing to pay overs and, and extortionate
0: application fees. And then you've got obviously your foreign review board and things like that. So we think these 35,000 spots will go pretty quickly. The amount of inquiry we've had this week already has been pretty big and it's people who are saying it's it's really good to say proactive they're going i want to buy this year i moved out my rental in december can we run some numbers catch up so we can just get a ballpark and work towards it and so in that time we, we can
1: look we can ha- have a look and, and get maybe
0: pre-approval in place
1: when we're closer to being ready is it a longer harder process to get these applications approved
0: no, it's the same. So depending on the lender and their turnaround time, so some lenders are a lot quicker than others. At the moment, with those cashbacks at St. George have been one of the last ones in the market, they've blown out their turnaround times back to silly. Same they do it to Bank. themselves though. You know? Yeah, they're just buying business and then they, they can't handle it. As the likes of CBA and NAB who potentially haven't been as competitive, well, well they haven't been doing four grand cashbacks. Okay. <laughs> they've been doing and two. the pricing's not as competitive as well. At the moment, yeah. But that comes and goes. Yeah, they're still turning around quickly. So it's a normal assessment. Once you're pre-approved by the bank, they then send your file off to get your first home buyer spot. That spot gets reserved for 90 days. So say today came in, did the application, I got my approval in a week's time and the first home buyer spot was granted. I have 90 days to find a place. If I don't find
1: a place in that 90 days, that spot then goes back into the pool. Mm-hmm. So a bit of pressure. 90 days for anyone, even with a cash purchase is tough. I don't know about you, Sam, but I've got mates who've been looking for 90 <laughs> months. We well, have this conversation with a lot of clients where sometimes an extra 10 or 20,000, although it sounds like a lot now in the long term, it's probably the way to go. That's exactly what Lachlan was saying a couple of weeks ago. That the strategy is you're just going to have to get ahead of the game a little bit, stop trying to get the absolute deal of the century because it's just not happening. Yeah. Let's talk quickly the change they've made to include buying with mates. Anyone who's not your partner.
0: Yeah, so before, it's probably a bit archaic where they said you had to be spousal, but now they've brought in, it can be friends, it can be siblings, it can be other family members, which is fantastic. So, you know, a lot of the time you might have two brothers who want to buy a place to live together so they don't have to rent and they wouldn't qualify under the scheme because they weren't spousal, yeah, which is just... They went in a romantic relationship, yeah. therefore, you can't <laughs> buy a house together. So, they've extended that. They've extended the p- to PR, which I think is a great step for a lot of people. Income levels are still the same. So, for a single, up to 125000 For a couple or two people applying, it's 200000 How they assess that, say, you earned 125000 last financial year, and then you got a $10,000 pay rise so you're now on 135 the first home guarantee schemes actually confirmed via your notice of assessment so if you do your tax return and you it says 124,900 you qualify even though you may be earning more than that now, if your 2023 tax return notice of assessment shows under 125 as a single, then you qualify for that spot.
1: Oh, that works out.
0: We had one child, just give a shout out to Charlie in the office. He had one, someone was trying to get finance on a, an apartment in a 6,000 postcode, as we know is quite hard. So, mm-hmm. that's Perth apartment. East
1: Perth, Perth, West Perth. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah, 6,000. So, the person they were dealing with tried a few banks, knocked back because of the 6,000 postcode. Charlie goes, well, you're a first home buyer. You've bought for, it was 340000 I think. By doing it with CBA, since the policy is set at 80%, well, Charlie still lent him 95 but yeah. the policy was 80%, so he was able to get it through. Without having to deal with a LMI policy. So, no LMI policy and yeah. the fact that quite a few banks don't want to take perf apartments at 95%. Which is strange, isn't it? Yeah, it's just their, their risk profile. So, you know, there's things like that where if you can have a chat to your broker...
1: Little niches like that help people get into the market. Let's do a quick update before we leave on where rates are at. It'd be interesting for me to look back on all the episodes you and I have done together (laughs) because I've got burnt into my memory you talking about rates at 1.79 or 1.8. And now, hit us, where are we at? Full offset, owner up. Principal and interest
0: loan, at the moment, 5.84 is sort of best in market. Who's got that at the moment? Macquarie. Depending on loan size, you might be able to, if you're borrowing over a million, you might be able to get a little bit more off that, but that's an 80% lend. Some of the banks, if you're down at sort of that 50, 60% mark, you might get a little bit off. But yeah, 5.84 for owner-op P&I. I I
1: don't remember (laughs) paying that in 13, 14 years.
0: I think my first home back in 2013. I was, yeah, four-something. Four yeah, wow. You know? So <laughs> fixed rates are typically sitting above 6%. There's a couple of three-year fixed rates which are sort of high fives.
1: Are any of your clients taking them on yet?
0: No. Nah, at the moment, there's not a lot of people taking fixed rates. They're there, uh, not that competitive, but if it's right for your situation, then it may be an option. And then if we have investment, so investment interest-only rates, are low to mid-sixes, sort of starting around 63 and then investment interest only fixed rates. We've got one at five ninety nine with which is with police and nurses. That's a three year I believe. And then everything else has a, a
1: six. Sounds yeah. like a bit of a special. Yeah,
0: p turnaround times at the moment, I don't think
1: they're fantastic. No, well, look, I've never personally had a good experience with that lender ever. So, <laughs> you uh, you run the risk if you are working with them, with a lot of banks these days that are just trying to buy work. But yeah, that's a reality, isn't it, Sam? That there are some banks that are far easier to work with, far more pragmatic the application process and some who are just hell to deal with PnN have made a lot of changes in the last 12 to, to 18 months they are trying to speed
0: up the process but it's just the volume of work that they get I'll, Yeah, there's risk some, profile as well correct yeah there's some where you go to a client we'll show them some options and we'll go cool this one may be cheaper by 0.05 or 0.1 yeah. but it's going to be 20 day application process and they're going to come back asking for everything under the sun yep. you've got 5 days to get finance we're going to have to go to bank B. Yep. You pay 0.1 higher,
1: which in the scheme of things isn't much. But there's certainty secure. as well. And there are, that's the thing. I think the broking fraternity is very aware there is a handful of banks out there that you know you're going to have a hell of a time getting this approved where the same application, you know that you're probably going to get that approved in four days. And that's where the value of the broker should come in
0: where they say, well, this may be the cheapest rate, but you're not going to get approved there or it's going to be bit of a ride to get there. Yeah. You've got to assess the whole situation. Chasing cheapest rate, whatever's cheapest today, I guarantee you next week will not be the cheapest. Yeah.
1: And that's the thing. The market has changed. I remember back maybe 10, 15 years ago, you'd get up in the morning, go to work and on the radio, they would announce that one bank has just moved 0.1% and there was this furor, absolutely demonizing CBA because they moved out of schedule with the RBA, right? These days, we don't report it anymore because the banks have so many different products and they're changing them every day. Yeah. There's no point tracking them anymore because they're all being moved not as these sort of maybe government-esque products that we have to rely on. Now, just commercial marketed products like they always have been.
0: Yeah. I think we have access to over a thousand products or loans, well over, Mm. because you think we've got maybe 40, 45 banks on the panel and then each of them have (laughs) their owner oc investment, basic...
1: Yeah. platinum package, all these different Principal ones. Principal interest, these. Yeah.
0: interest only, one to five year fixed rates, variable. So there's so many products out there. It's really important to make sure you're getting the right product rather than chasing the cheapest rate. You see clients come in who we haven't dealt with before and
1: they've already gone online on finder.com or CanStar and found the cheapest product somewhere and Newcastle Bank or something like that and you think, well, I didn't even know that was even a thing.
0: Yeah. And then when you actually go into it, you go, well, do you actually qualify for Newcastle Bank? Yeah. Oh, no. Well, then what's the point in chasing the cheapest rate if you're not going to get approved? Like the goal is to get you the house or to refinance your house. And this is where I think, well, getting rid of cashbacks is fantastic. It's not about rate. If you've got clients who just focus solely on the cheapest rate, they're going to be refinancing every week because
1: you've got to take a longer term look on it. Sam, it's become a hot topic in the last 14 months, hasn't it? And there's been so much change. If we think back to the conversations we were having a year and a half ago about rates, about affordability, about the assessment process with banks, things are changing all the time. It's quite a dynamic situation. I feel for those people who are coming off fixed rates this year, but at the same time, I also recognize it's most people. I've got a number of my own fixed rates that are coming off this year as well. We're all feeling it, right? It's just about being very dynamic in the market, leaning on the relationships you've got and making sure especially if you're an investor if you're a landlord that you're uh, keeping your rent reviews in lockstep with your interest rates because whilst rates are going up your rent should be going through the roof as well
0: i completely agree it's tough times out there like i said hopefully 12 months things will start softening up it's good to see that the banks are trying to assist by reducing these assessment rates on the refinances and yeah just fingers crossed everyone can help get through the next 12 months and then returns to a bit of normality thanks
1: sam